Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. This is a special edition live from the Opie and Jim Norton studio here at Sirius XM. Very exciting. We've never done a live one. It will also be available for download, of course, uh, at uh, the various sites, JoeDeRosaComedy.com and on iTunes and, and Stitcher and all that. But... I'm excited to be here in New York. I'm excited to be in the studio, and I am excited to be talking about sensitivity today. Usually, I write a little editorial thing uh, about this, but I didn't know we were doing this until five minutes ago. So uh, we're just going to go off the cuff, and we're going to jump right in with my two guests that I'm also excited to have here. Two of the staffers here from from uh, the radio show, uh, Sam Roberts and Roland Campos. Thank you for being here, guys. Uh, we had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for don't, having uh, us. Don't be a shit, Roland. You said you wanted to be on this thing, and now you're here, and thank you for being here. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're welcome. Stop it. Don't, don't do it. We had a nice lunch the other day, and you told me you were looking forward to doing this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, always going for the laugh. Always. All right, Sam. It's going to be you and me. Well, I think we should include Roland, but Roland, because Roland, uh, Roland... I was, I was energized yesterday because I had good food in me. Roland will be included when he acts like he wants to be included, and yeah. not until. Because he's showing off this right now. This show will not be a platform for him to Good. show off. Good. Okay? Good. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk sensitivity today. Sensitivity in men, probably yeah. more so than, uh, than sensitivity otherwise. Uh, and I will start off by saying this outright. I'm a very sensitive man. Yeah. I would go as far as to say, Sam... I'm a little pussy. I'm a little bit of really? a pussy. Yeah. I cry a lot at movies. Uh, I get my feelings hurt easily. I get bitchy. <laughs> Do you? I get like, bitchy. Well, like, especially if I'm hungry. But you get cranky and bitchy. Oh, I get real cranky if I'm hungry. Yeah. You don't get cranky if you're hungry? I mean, I guess, but I don't take it out on people. I just go get something to eat. But you don't get... I mean, not taking it out on people, but if, like, let's say you and I were hanging out and you were hungry and I said, you know, Sam, it, you know... Could you turn your ringer off on your phone? It keeps annoying me. You, you know, you might, instead of going, sure, you might go, oh, it, big deal. Well, I'd say you know what I mean? Of, that's like, cranky. Yeah, I guess, but it's bitchy to even say, could you turn your ringer off? Well, that's I'm doing that because I'm hungry. Right. I'd, go, like, <laughs> st- I'd probably say, stop being bitchy. Yeah. We're all hungry. Like, relax. See? And then that's bitchy. No, it's not. It's just, just look at the face you. you're making. You're shaking your head. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's not, because it's responding to bitchiness. Yeah, it's, like to, uh, to to even say, I wish you I wish you would turn your cell phone down. I don't like that your ringer's on. It's like, what? Fuck off! No, I'm a massive bitch when I'm hungry. Really? Oh yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> you're a bitch when you're not hungry. <laughs> yeah, just do your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to join yeah. in now? Do you want to do you want to play way, nice? Yes. Roland couldn't be a bigger example of sensitivity. Like he's just oh he's, no, everything I, I'm is a massive sensitive. pussy. Yeah. And yeah. they get very angry. What? I, and I, I'll unleash my powers on people. My favorite Pummel. thing you do, Rowan, is as a sensitive man, and I'm not saying that as an insult. I am a sensitive man. My favorite thing you do as a sensitive man is if Rowan is not in the mood and you go at him, he'll go. <laughs> yeah. It makes that cat noise, and that always makes me laugh but really that, hard. That noise is the noise that he makes if he because th- Roland, he's very very bitchy, and he likes to he likes to pretend he has some kind of power over people, mm-hmm. and so he'll start thinking and naming things he can do that he thinks is going to fuck you over. If all you've done is like Roland, that shirt doesn't fit right. Oh yeah, well we'll see next time you. I know Roland will go right for the throat too. Immediately, we were talking about the other day, the one time on the show when Voss Voss's dog had died, and Roland <laughs> and Voss were on the air, and Voss made a crack at Roland, and Roland goes, "Here's two. You say it. 
I said, here, boy. No, no, you said, here are two words you'll never be able oh, yeah, to say ever yeah, again. Here, boy. Here, boy. <laughs> Which is like the worst because even a non sensitive guy, when a dog it's dies, it's terrible. <laughs> well, you know, now we're on, we're on to something interesting here because, because this is what uh, I find fascinating about many sensitive people. Uh, as delicate as we can be, and as easily as our feelings get hurt, we're also people that really go for the throat when somebody hurts us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a, always a byproduct of being a sensitive person. You say to yourself, why are they talking to me like that? That's offensive. I wouldn't do that to them. And then you really, it's like being a child. You, yeah. you hit. That's, you hit that's because that, you're hurt. Yeah, that's that emotional thing. Like when you're in an argument with a woman. Right. And she's like, she's trying to hurt you or she's trying to come up with every yep. reason that's ever been hurtful or whatever as opposed to being logical about things. I, uh, I, I fight, and I don't mean to sound sexist, ladies, but I fight like a woman. Right. You know? And I don't mean physically, like pulling hair. I mean, like <laughs> in an argument, I fight like a woman. I do emotionally. I'll, I'll bring up old stuff. It's like that's not even what we're talking about. Yeah, and I'll be like, I, you know. It, when I watch that movie, The Breakup, mm-hmm. and they have the fight at the Ooh. beginning, and she's like, she's like, and he's like, fine, I'll help you do the dishes. And she's like, you know what, don't. And then he goes, why? And she goes, because it's not about you helping me. I want you to want to help me do the dishes. And he goes, why would I want to ever do dishes? I totally agree with her. But I side a, with her 100%. In but he's playing the video game at the time, though. He is. Yeah. He is. I, I get angry during that scene at how shitty he's being towards her. But but that's because I am very female minded in uh, when it comes think, to an argument. You don't think you'd be shitty? Uh I look, I probably have been at times. Right. Okay, but uh uh I have been the like when I watch the odd couple, I side with Felix in all the arguments. Right. Or, I'm sorry, with um yeah, yeah, with Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when he when he gets mad at Oscar for coming home an hour late, uh-huh. and he's going, Why don't you start by telling me why you came in at eight o'clock when you told me you'd be here at seven o'clock? And Walter Mouth goes I got to write this down. Nobody's going to believe this argument's happening. I've been in arguments with men that have said that to me. That have been like, oh, "What the fuck? Are you my fucking wife? What right. are you doing?" Would well, do you ever think to yourself, "I got to stop doing that?" Like, do you ever? Do you ever? No, because I'm me. But you and know, I, and, and I and hey, world, this is who I am. <laughs> You're just letting your freak flag fly. I'm just saying that right now because I'm hungry. <laughs> but I'm really you, hungry right now. But you don't look at at, at the way you argue as if I because mean, it's not a good way to argue anybody who argues emotionally but women would say it was yeah i know but women lose arguments all the time like i drive my wife crazy because i'm not an emotional also here's the weird part about me and i don't know if this applies to any other sensitive folks out there i'll be very sensitive in certain arguments when i feel hurt Mm -hmm. but i'll also be extremely logical in other arguments my mom when i was growing up used to say to me you should you should have been a lawyer you should have been a lawyer because i am very good at collecting data and being very like that so in what context would you be logical in what do you mean what context because if you're hurt or if you're if arguing i'm not hurt so if you're just arguing for the sake of arguing no i mean not every argument is because you're hurt sometimes you just don't agree with somebody Oh, so if you're, like, arguing about a movie or you're arguing about something somebody trivial. Says, I get sensitive if somebody if somebody disrespects me in front of other people mm. or somebody does something where I feel like they've betrayed my loyalty. That's when I get sensitive and right. I get hurt. And, and then what I'll do a lot of the time is I won't say anything. 
and then it'll happen again. And I won't say anything again. Then the third time I explode. That's the idea. So it's all emotional, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did it build up? And here's what pisses me off about it, it's, Roland. It's nice. Here's what pisses me off is some t- is when you do that, right? Somebody will go, "You're bringing up old shit." You're bringing up old shit. and it's like to me, there's a big difference between bringing up old shit and supporting your argument. If you had to pr- to, to to present a legal case that was trying to 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 prove someone's guilt. You're not just bringing up what's happening in that moment. You build evidence from several different incidents. But, it, but, but if it's all shit that you've dealt with. Yeah, but if you haven't dealt with it, if it's like, hey, we were at the supermarket last week and you said this. And it, and you know what? If it's fucking with me. Sometimes people go, why are you bringing up old shit that's over and done? It's like, it's not over and done. Right. I, I didn't know it bothered me as much as it did till now. And now I'm bringing it up and I'm bringing it up. I'm not walking around pissed off about it. I'm bringing it up to say, I'm telling you that this is my claim in the argument. I'm saying you're this type of person. And then here now I have to support that. You must How be, else can you support the argument? You must be exhausting to be friends with. Uh, I don't do. I, I can be tiresome. I'm it not going li- to. I'm not going to lie to you. I can be. Yeah, it can be. But there's a sweet payoff. <laughs> What's that? I mean, you're going to get a lifelong friend out of me, man. Because of the loyalty, I'll be there for you. Because you're a loyal guy. Because that's why you get so hurt when people betray you, your trust. You call me. I give. You call me. You need. You need a shoulder to cry on. You need a pick me up speech. You'll do that. You need advice. I'm your guy, dude. Yeah? I'm your guy. You're just supportive. There's no, there's not a doubt in my mind. That's one of the few things I can say confidently about myself. Yeah. You call me with a problem, I'm going to give you advice. You're going to, every time one of my friends calls me, like, bummed out or distraught about something, by the end of the conversation, which is always 90 minutes long, because I get into it with them. Right. They hang up going, dude, I feel way better about this, man. Thank you so much. That's the positive side of being sensitive and emotional. Exactly. That's the other half of being bitchy. Exactly. You take the good with the bad. It's like being... You take them both and there you have. (laughs) The facts of life. (laughs) Joe DeRosa, the facts of life. It's, uh, it's, It's like being friends. Being friends with a sensitive person... You know, it has its assets and, and its detriments, and it's just like being friends with, like, a, like a bruiser tough guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when that guy gets angry at you and wants to start shoving, you're like, fuck this guy. But when you're in a bar and somebody looks at you cockeyed and this guy jumps in front of you and goes, hey, you motherfucker, you're like, I love this guy. Right. This is the great. So you take the good with the bad. I kind of, I like being friends with just, like, assholes who just make fun of their friends and then go home, and that's what they do, and there's nothing more to it. You just go, you laugh, you I have love that, fun, too. I have leave. friends like that. Yeah. I also know my boundaries with different friends. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't act that way with all my friends. So you don't want to be more logical. You don't want to stop yourself from arguing from a place of hurt. You don't want to correct that behavior. Uh, look, I try to cor- I've tried to improve upon it. In the sense that, uh, you know, I know sometimes it's shitty, mm-hmm. so I try to alleviate the shitty aspects like, of it, but I don't, think that, I don't think it's a wrong thing to do in, all se- in every case. But do you know when you're doing it? Like, do you know yeah. when you're hungry and like, oh, I'm being shitty now? Uh, you know, the hungry one, I don't even realize until I'm doing it, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm hungry. Right. I, I, I have to and get... Do you apologize? It's not even, I, I rarely argue with people when I'm hungry. It's more, it's way more like we'll be in the car and I'll be like, the fuck? 
fuck is this guy in front of us doing? Fucking move! Yeah, see, that's the I'll levels be, of stress you don't need. I'll be flipping out. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's why I'll have cancer and die. Right. Yeah. That's what's gonna get you. Because I didn't eat five meals a day. <laughs> I didn't eat frequently enough or whatever. But like, you know, like, uh, well, like at the beginning of the show. Right. I'm starving right now. Right. Remember, there was a time we got breakfast in here. You could order it. Doesn't matter. Those were the old days. Listen, yeah. Back when a guy would come in and offer you breakfast. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Now he just insults your podcast. Yeah. All I got was a cup of coffee that was made out of two Kerrig fucking packets. <laughs> Times are tough. Jesus Christ. Well, don't you want to improve yourself? Because I'm not. I'm not sensitive on the level of either of you two. I don't I, get into bitchy arguments. I don't. I. I try not to be. Terribly cranky. I'm fairly even keeled. I don't get. Yeah, no, I don't get all it. The time. At the beginning, I'm hungry right now. At the beginning of the show, when Roland was doing the shtick, yeah, I had zero tolerance for it. You were really upset because I was hung. Because I'm hungry and I'm just like, no, I'm not fucking doing. Like I got r- right right into. I'm not fucking doing this. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like because I'm hungry. That's like my hungry shitty bitch. You told me I'm hungry. I got your food. <laughs> Well, maybe you offer. It's like being over Pinch somebody's me. house for 10 hours, and you got to go, can I have something to eat? But you've been, right. you've been over to the house so many times, you're like family, so you should ask. Yeah, you know right, I'd like something to eat right now. Can, uh, we, can we make it happen right now? Yeah. What about but Roland, your guest on you the can? podcast? Yeah, just tell him. Eric will send an intro now. Eric, I'd like, uh, I'd like a fruit cup and some bacon, please. <laughs> That's like halfway through, you're like, I'm going to eat well, and then halfway through, you give up. And some some bacon. Turkey bacon. Fuck. (laughs) Turkey bacon. That's even worse than regular bacon. You know what, Eric? Fruit cup and some eggs. Forget the bacon. Some scrambled eggs and a fruit cup. No butter in those eggs. You buckled the peer pressure quick. Well, I felt bad. Throw bacon in the eggs. No, I don't. That's delicious. Yeah, I know it's delicious, but you can't do everything that's delicious all the time. Are you satisfied with your level of of emotion and sensitivity? Don't you think that... uh, that you might be a little too sensitive. Do you fucking believe this? Wow! You said an intern in here to ask me for money. That's Eric. Is that Eric. a bit, Eric? Everybody's trying to put one over on old Joey D. Every I don't like time it. You come here. That's the role I play on this show. They're always wait a minute. This is my show. Oh, oh. What's happening? Oh. Wait. They're trying to put one over on you every time. It's not a right thing. I don't need a black coffee. Okay. No, just the uh, eggs and the fruit. Thank you, darling. Huh? Scrambled eggs, sweetie. No, no. Is that sexist? Sorry. No. Was yeah. that sexist? I said, sweetie. Yeah. I don't mean it like in a waitress way. I meant it like an endearing, like you're a nice kid. Take control, Joe. Your show is falling apart. It's yeah. not falling apart. You're right. It's. Uh, I did like when you took the lead and started interviewing Roland. <laughs> <laughs> Roland, now do you find yourself happy with? Uh, yeah, listen. you'll fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> see, what? That's, see, this Why is, is he gotta you. go? This <laughs> is Roland's sensitivity. You can't even start to ask Roland about any possible flaws or things that he could improve upon without here's, him going, fuck you. Here's what I don't like about Roland. Yeah. Here's what I don't like about Roland. Tell I me. love Roland. I love Roland. But tell me what you don't like. What I don't like is I never jump on opportunities to make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Almost never. The one time when I recorded you secretly when you were snoring. But literally but, I mean, everybody that was, here has done that. That's, that's, yeah. that's hurtful. But It was gold. It was golden. It's, and I knew... It's my livelihood, man. And I didn't... <laughs> See what you're doing? You see what you're doing? See what it for for my for my now for the O and A listeners right now, you know what Roland's referring to. Mm-hmm. For my podcast listeners that might get this later on the internet, oh or Owen. Oh, I was calling you Owen. <laughs> Roland is making fun of an incident uh, where 
where uh, Troy and I had an argument on the show, and I said Troy's messing with my livelihood by and saying maybe, I'm not funny. Maybe a time in your life where you were a bit too sensitive. Yeah, I was a bit too sensitive. You know, it was just my mom was going through cancer. <laughs> we know we knew that at no the time. No big deal. No, no, everybody knew because I announced it. I don't think Troy knew. Did he? No. No. no I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm making this is directed at Roland. You're right. Troy and I are old chums at this point. Right. Yeah. We why are you bringing up, up old shit? Yeah. Why are you bringing up old shit, Roland? Uh, <laughs> deflect, my point deflect. is, this I never take a chance to make fun of Roland. Right. And he takes and every I, chance. And he takes every chance. I could have. I ate lunch with Roland the other day. He picked up his ice. He was eating a bowl of pasta fazool. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen a man order that soup in public that didn't live in Naples. <laughs> Picks up his iced coffee. It spills all into the soup. He doesn't even notice it. I go, Roland, you just spilled your coffee on your soup. He goes, eh, it's flavor. And just kept eating it. What? That's you what he ate, said. You ate the soup after you spilled your iced coffee? It made it that much more delicious. You are a disaster. <laughs> and then you had, you had that big chunk of food on your cheek. For later. He's a messy And I eater. didn't, I, I, liked, I was just like, hey, buddy, do that. Yeah, did, I could have just let you walk around all day with the fucking food on your face. You, you, you did that do that twice with me. See? This is sensitivity. You. you see how upset I am right yeah. now? Because I feel like you fucking turned your back on me today because you told me you wanted to do my podcast, and then as soon as you came on, you, you were being a jerk. So, Roland, how come you don't have the opposite side of the sense? So, Joe is saying that he has the bitchy part of the sensitivity that goes with the I'll uplift you, the same way a woman might. Mm-hmm. Like, just, we'll relate to you, and I'll talk to you, and I'll be a shoulder to cry on. You have the bitchy part, and the venomous, and the hateful part, but not the shoulder to cry on part, because when you're in a good mood, you just make fun of people. Eh, it's part of life. I've been shunned so much that I was like, after a while, you're like, ah, who cares? It's part of the job. I swallow so much shit, then I just become <laughs> venomous. It's not. Eh, and pizza. And pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but how good was a pizza, though? It was pretty good. Yeah, that's it. It was pretty good. I like the meatballs better. Yeah, the meatballs. Delicious. The meatballs were the highlight of the meal. That horrendous sandwich you made us get. I mean, I really would like to slap your face. They had so many delicious sandwiches on the menu of this place. Chicago beef. Attack. What is that noise? It's the phone. Who's there? What noise? It's me. Lady Di. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Can you How just... you doing? Hi, Joe. Hi, lady. How's How's everything? Um, Good. I want to ask Sam a question. Please, Lady Di, introduce yeah, yourself what? to the audience of my podcast that doesn't know who you are, please. Lady Di, also known as Diana. That's my name. <laughs> and what but, are you, what's okay? your connection to all of us? Why are you crying? <laughs> I was. Uh, who's crying? <laughs> Sam is literally <laughs> crying right now. He's laughing Why? so hard he's crying. Why? Oh, okay. No, hey, no, no. I, where, what's, what's the context? Lady, introduce yourself. To, my podcast audience doesn't know who you are, so, so tell them who you are, what your connection is to this show. I'm Lady Di, okay? And I am a character of the Opie, and I guess it's called Jim Norton Show now. You know? Where, what, what is, where do they know you from? What is you, what, who, you and your friend oh, are... Uh, the retarded Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> What's that mean? Aaron and I are known as the retarded Laverne and Shirley. I'm as known as being the retarded Laverne. But why, though? But why, though? Why? Because I used to work at a brewery. That's why. And and the first part. And uh, well, I used to work L's at L's on your sweaters? <laughs> what? 
Do you have L- what? what? Okay. Do you not get that Open. reference? Do you have L's Open embroidered? Up my sweater. Do you have um, L's <laughs> embroidered on your sweaters? I'm too hungry for this right now. Come on. All right. No, no, no. It's uh, I'm just known as uh, you know, one half of the retarded Laverne Shelley. <laughs> really, seriously. All right. Fair enough. Yes. What's now, your? What do you I want mean, to talk about? I need to ask you a question. Were they were they live today in Montreal? Are they live? Get, I, I mean, I don't fucking know. hang I don't up on her, please. All right. We're talking right, about sensitivity. <laughs> Lady Di is hung up on. Let's go to let's let's we don't let's wait to take calls. Hold okay, on. I don't want right. to take them yet. How much? How much? Uh, in the last like fifteen minutes, I want to take calls. Okay. How, right. w- how far are we from that? Uh, we probably got another fifteen before. 15. Okay. I want to I want to keep talking about this. So, yeah. Roland. Yes. This is interesting. Sam brings up a good point, and you didn't quite answer it. Why do you not have the other side of sensitivity? I mean, but you do, Sam. You're saying he doesn't have the other side of sensitivity, which is the reactionary, defensive, you know. No, he doesn't have the good part. Oh. He doesn't have the shoulder to cry on part. I do for some people, but Uh, not for everybody. He does. He does. Not for everybody. But he'll turn on you in a dime. Mm, He will. He will, but that's just... uh, that's Rowan's sense of humor. Needs a little work. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Rowan has been there for me in it many times. I'm not just saying that. Many times. When my mom was sick and I came up to do the show, Rowan was like, you can stay with me, sleep on my... He actually gave me his bed, and uh, he took the couch. Uh, uh, you know, I've, call, I've called him where he said, like, let me see what I can do. Let me. He's helped me out a lot. Like, he's been... We You know, we've had some pretty hard heart-to-hearts, you know? Now, maybe you haven't had those with him, so maybe that's something you need to examine about yourself. That's not me, because I also know that he'll he'll turn on a dime, so I'm not going to have some. I'm not gonna have a heart-to-heart with somebody who's no, going to turn on a dime. You're a piece of shit, but Joe, I love. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but then a but minute Ro- ago, you were like, I'm not going to go do Joe's podcast. That's just joking with Joe. Joe does that. Yeah, it did bother me a little bit, though. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. And I think Sam is more sensitive than he lets on to be because I think he's got a hard, hard shell. He's hiding something. There's a little scared boy inside there. What am I scared of, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. You know, love. I have love, though. Commitment, I mean, adventure. What are you talking about? I'm married. You know, so you're afraid you might fall and there won't be anyone there to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> How's your marriage going? Now, right. in the marriage, do you find that you need to be more sensitive with your wife or, or less? Uh, probably more. As in, less direct. I'm very honest, direct, problem, here's the solution. As opposed to just being empathetic. Okay. And let's, you know, just talk about this problem. As opposed to, okay, you presented me with a problem, here's the solution I see. Okay. Well... What problems is that? Give me an example, though, of like when that has created a problem for you in the marriage. Well, it, it's more has to do with a lot of times women and I guess sensitive people in general don't want to hear a solution to the problem immediately. Like they're not coming to you and explaining here's what's wrong to say, well, here's what you got to do then. Mm-hmm. They just want to be able to talk about it and get it off their chest, mm-hmm. which is foreign to me. Okay, But that's something that I'm uh, I'm, I'm learning how to do better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, say she's got a problem. Simple. Say she's got a problem at work. This coworker of mine, blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, here's what you have to do. You have to do this and this and just, you know, forget about the rest of it. 
And she's like, why are you just telling me to forget about the rest of it? Just listen to what I'm saying and just be there to listen. Well, yeah, that, that is a thing that I notice is, is, is much more common with women than it is with men, which is they don't want the advice. They just want, it, they just want you to listen. Right. And that's a trait that I find I have a lot of the time. That's the sensitivity. I'll, yeah, I'll often start off, if I'm going to bitch about something, I will start off with... Listen, I don't need advice. I just need to vent to you about this right now. And see, that's the mistake that women make a lot of the time is they won't say that part of it. As a guy, I'm very aware you need to say that part of it because I've had enough women yell at me because I stop trying to talk to me like I'm an idiot. Yes. I didn't ask for advice. I just need to complain. Can I just complain? You know, so I learned like, okay, you got to say, I just want to vent. Right, or you have to you have to just sit there and go like, okay. Like sometimes you just have to sit there and go, okay. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's awful. Right. Sometimes that's all that a person wants. Yeah, I agree. But I would never. I don't think I would be in a situation where I'd be talking to somebody and I would want to hear that back. You don't think you'd ever be in a situation where you just want to kind of rail off about something for a while? You just want to kind of. I don't think so. I've got it out of your system. Get something off your chest. I guess not. That's not me. I, if I if I present something, I want somebody to give me at least their take on it. I like hearing people's different. I like I like presenting things to people so I can hear different opinions on something that I might be dealing with. Yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you want advice. That's advice, right? Sometimes you don't want advice. Sometimes you know, like okay, for instance, let's say you got a, uh, you, you, you let's say you have a some kind of dynamic with somebody, whether it's a coworker or a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're consistently getting into the same annoying, you know, scuffles with this person. Mm-hmm. There, there's a party. You might be in that that headspace of saying like, "Okay, I know how to handle this. I know I'm not supposed to let it bother me. I know I can't let this person see that it bothers me because then I'm just feeding their bullshit, and then they're just gonna, you know, it's gonna fuel them to just keep treating me like this, and and they really enjoy getting the best of me and seeing me sweat and blah 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 blah. So I know how I have to act in the situation with that person, mm-hmm. and I know what I have to do. However, it doesn't mean that it still doesn't infuriate me, and I need to call my buddy up. When I get out of work today and just scream about it. I know exactly. I just got to I just got to get it's like hitting the punching bag. Right. See with me if I'm in a situation where I go okay this shouldn't bother me and I can't let this person know that it bothers me. I have to get myself and it takes a long time and you have to do a lot of sort of figuring out stuff in your head. But I have to get myself to the point where it legitimately doesn't bother me right. or it bothers me considerably less. Okay. And that doesn't happen I don't think for me. By talking it out with somebody, that happens with more like just self-examination. Why shouldn't this bother me? Why did it bother me? How can I look at it differently? How can I truly blow that off? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's it's that's where I'm at. That's how I deal with stuff. You just really break it down. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there is something to be said like, okay, I'm not handling this situation properly if I have to go vent about it. Right. The way to properly handle it is for me to be in the place where I don't truly care about it and then that's you know like, i think people should just be just constantly trying to improve themselves so that they don't end up in these situations that's the toughest part about being a sensitive person it's it, it becomes hard to improve upon yourself because what? you think you're you think you don't need to improve oh no it becomes saying, hard to gotcha so you know you need oh you to. thought i was saying i'm perfect <laughs> right like i'm already sensitive yeah, so I'm why good. would, I, why need would to, I, I don't need anything why would i need to improve upon this thank you so much okay. Thank you so, so much. He really is a sensitive guy, huh? Thank you. 
Roland, what do you yes. think caused you to be sensitive? Um, probably just uh, probably starting school being picked on first day. It went downhill from there. Were you always picked on? Yeah. For what? Everything. Tell me about it. Uh, when, when when you have this voice already, picture that a younger person with a higher pitch. Right. You sound like Mickey Mouse all the time. <laughs> And a mustache, correct? And a mustache, and then when you <laughs> when your teacher goes, "Look, uh, you look kids," and they and go, "Say hi, boys and girls." I went, "Hi, boys," and then I realized what he was doing. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck me!" Your teacher did it to you? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, seriously. What the fuck kind of school did you go to? The teacher Some said that. Sh- um, shitty private school. Then my mom kicked left. Uh, we left after the first year. So what would the kids say to you? What, what was their insult? Um, anything from uh. uh like mustache jokes and Disneyland jokes and all that. Disneyland? Oh, because uh, Mickey Mouse? Yeah, I mean, my voice, they go, say, say hi, boys and girls, because my voice really went high and cracked a lot. What are mustache jokes? Uh, like, um, uh, just a picked on me, just making fun of me. Because like, when you're a kid, you're supposed to be so hairy. I was like, <laughs> fucking, like. I mean, he brings I, up I, a great point, Joe. I, I mean, I, I had like hair in my chest. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like a little mini, like a little mini Mexican guy already. <laughs> like a little Juan Valdez. I don't picture you being hairy now, though. It, trust me, it was it was bad as a kid. We once went to uh, we saw Burt Kreischer. Have you done Levity Live at mm-hmm. the Palisades? We saw Burt Kreischer there, and uh, he brought Roland backstage and shaved his back because he had no idea how hairy Roland was. Roland's a guy with a lot of body hair. How hairy is your back? It 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 it's uh, it, it gets there. It's like a true or false, Roland. You shave your t-shirt line. False. I, sh- you- I no. I, I don't mean to, but due to my <laughs> awful shaving skills, it becomes a. Oh, so you mean like when you're shaving your beard, you because it just goes from your upper yeah. lip down to your chest. Yeah. So, so, you, so to- you just clean up everything, and then you realize ah, I shaved my t-shirt line. Gotcha. Well, okay. So uh, now, now, when you were a kid, was it upsetting to you to get like how quickly did you build up the defense mechanism? Uh, uh, I'm gonna get venomous now, you know. Uh, when I first did it, and the people went, "Whoa!" I was like, "Ah, oh, that's how you push people back." But don't you think that builds a, up throughout the years? Isn't that a less effective defense mechanism than just honestly having those people not bother you? Well, but they're they're not gonna not bother you. But what do you mean? Like, I mean, working on it to the point where you're like, I shouldn't be bothered by that. Oh, oh I thought kid- you mean that they, like, don't literally bother you. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I mean, okay. like, if the, if there's, like, massive amounts of kids, and it's harder to do when you're a kid, but if there's a lot of people picking on you, that's one thing. But if there's, like, a couple th- of guys... <clears throat> I think it's a combination of both. I think it's having the defense... It's having the arsenal to protect yourself and going, like, okay, you're fucking with me. Here's how I deal with that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then not caring. Right. Like, dumb example, you know, like today, like this is a dumb example. We, you know, earlier uh, today, we all were, we do it, we did the Opie and Jimmy show. You know, like Colin called in and we're friends. Right. And he made fun of me about the Seinfeld tweet. We were talking about how Seinfeld retweeted new material Seinfeld. And I said, I didn't understand why our names, our handles were both being mentioned in the, the same tweets and I didn't know what was happening. And then I realized it was because Seinfeld had tweeted about, New material Seinfeld, and uh, Colin called in was making fun of me and being like, "What else? What do you tweeted about? Stupid, you know?" <laughs> yeah. And like, my point is, is like, you c- there was a time before I was friendly. With, I mean, it's not even the fact that I'm friendly with Colin. There was a time when something like that would have really upset me mm-hmm. because I didn't 
A, know how to handle it. I would have taken it B, way too personally. And then C, wouldn't it would have bothered me forever afterward. You know what I mean? I would have taken it as a full personal judgment. And a lot of that is your own insecurities that you of don't feel is. like you should be tweeted by Jerry Seinfeld. Well, that, and it's like, why is this guy, Colin, that I think I'm friends with, making fun of me? Right. What's he saying about my career? You know what I mean? I would just go with this, all this crazy shit. Does he not respect me? And I, it's nuts. It's like, it's, it's egomaniacal, really. That quest what it for is. respect and loyalty is big for you. Yeah, and it's like you're sitting there thinking people that said the thing put all this work into it, and it's like they didn't. It's just a passing joke. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I am grateful to be in a place, headspace today, where... A friend of mine can make a joke like that, and I can laugh about it. And this is where I say it's half and half. A, you laugh about it because it's not bothering you. Mm-hmm. And then B, you make fun of them back. And that's part, so you, that's so you the become less thing. of a punching bag. Yeah, well, yeah, because part of it still has to be how do you defend it. Do you yeah, know I what guess, I mean? If you if just always yeah. just kind of shrug it off or laugh it off, it's like... You know, then then you, I think you become like a sap or something, right? Know? Because if it just quote unquote doesn't bother you, and you but you just don't say anything back, then yeah, you're just going to get smashed all the time every day. Yeah, Don Rickles is actually a great example because you'll see, like he'll fuck with everybody. When somebody gets a good one in on him, he'll go, "All right." You know, Gentile one, Jew zero. Like he'll make a, like a joke about how he's losing the battle. Yeah. But I real I I might be wrong, but like I I kind of think I noticed recently, like oh that I think that's maybe part of his technique. Like when somebody gets a good one in on him, he's like, all right, take the hit. You're making fun of everybody else. Laugh it off, and then sit in the pocket till you have another good slam, and then fucking strike. Right. You know, what I mean? that's still a technique. Mm-hmm. You know, of to defend yourself. It doesn't bother him. Obviously, he's having a good time. It's all in fun. But you still have to defend yourself in some way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, you're right. But you're you right. don't have to always do it like, yeah, well, uh. I used to be real bad. You don't have to be so defensive. That. You can be like, okay, well, I can make jokes too. Exactly. Yeah. There's the difference between defending yourself and being defensive. Yeah. I used to be really like, as soon as anybody made fun, yeah, well, you do. You, and it's never funny. And yeah, because the minute people realize you're being defensive and emotional, it's like, who the fuck is it? Like we were joking. I know. Like, all right. Well, that's we're not gonna either. We're not gonna hang out with him anymore, or we're gonna ride this motherfucker until he snaps. I used to always make joking real. Yeah, always. Which is why I brought up the Colin example. I wasn't bringing that up like he was in any way being mean. I was mm-hmm. bringing it up because like there was a time when I made joking real, and I would have made that real. And it's like it just isn't. It's crazy. It's just people looking to laugh at something. Whatever they can find in the room. It's just people having fun. That's it. You know what I mean? And there's, it's done out of love. Right. You know, like that roast, that Friars Club thing of like, we only roast the ones we love. Like, that's true. Like, you, you fuck with people that you like. You can tell the difference between fucking with somebody that you like versus really like, I don't like this person. I'm going to make their life tough now. Right. You know, that's a huge difference. And uh, yeah, truly I, mean people do that. I mean, I, I don't know. But I also think people outside, a lot of people outside the world of comedy probably have a tough time figuring out. Like a lot of athletes strike me as whenever they're getting their balls busted. Oh, that motherfucker is trying to get me. Right. As opposed to, no, he's just having fun. Like, just have fun with him. Well, yeah, and I think it's a different mentality with athletes because it's by nature they're competitive. You have to be. Right. That's the, but they the don't name have, of the game. Right, and they don't have the skill set to match somebody like a comedian in terms of wit, generally speaking. Well, so. I, I also think that 
uh, competition is such an intricate part, or an int- an integral part of their uh, lives that like you can't separate from it. Right. It's kind of like asking a comedian to not be funny. Right. You know? Like, could you stop joking? For yeah. Once second? in a while, an anomaly like me comes along. <laughs> right. That's able to just be. <laughs> able to just sit there for an hour. And just. <laughs> it just be as not one joke. Dry as those eggs yeah. I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not not everybody not everybody's got that kind of skill set. Right. Guys. Right. You know. To just put the comedian away. But what way? <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if the comedian was never there with me. Right. <laughs> it's almost as if the laughs on stage are a fluke. <laughs> now, why are you... You're the opposite of Roland. You're not sensitive. No. You know, despite the jokes we're making that you are. What is why? Well, why am I not sensitive? Yeah, like, well, well you know what? Did you have an older brother that kind of beat it out of you or what? Um, I don't think so. I didn't have an older brother. I had a younger brother and an older sister. But I don't know. I mean, you know, from growing up, I guess I got picked on somewhat. But then I was also I figured out how to make fun of people pretty well myself. So it wasn't like people didn't pick on me that much because I would make jokes, too. But isn't that just a variation of what uh, Roland said? I guess it's I feel like it's more like because it wasn't so much I was doing it because it bothered me it's more the competitiveness i think so you have more of the athlete's brain yeah just not even sort of the body right <laughs> I mean, couldn't be further you have more of the athlete's brain rowan has more of the comedian's brain which i have every comedian says the same thing why well why are you funny well i got funny because everybody made fun of me and i had it was the only i had to defend myself yeah that I mean, starts from a place of hurt I mean, maybe if you dig deep enough, it did start from a place of hurt for me. I don't know. It might not. So I maybe think, it was I just think, com- I think the athlete's brain is straight up competitive. Yeah. Like, huh, this guy's going to try to win, but I need to win. Yeah, I can do better than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would never think that. What you just did, I don't even think that when I'm on stage and I'm killing about... When, I, when I'm on stage and I hit a nice applause break, I just want to end the show. If it happens three minutes in... You don't think in, I can do better than that? No. Like, you don't like, go home it. after a good show and say, I like, want to do a better like, show no, tomorrow. No, that was good enough. Wow. In fact, I think I'm quite brilliant when I do fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't, about, yeah. what about if you see another comedian on stage killing? Do you think to yourself, good for them? Do you think to yourself, oh, how'd that happen? Or do you think to yourself, I got to do better than that guy? No, I think, uh, w- w- I think, God damn it. I suck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's all it's all inward. It's terrible. So I just now got to a place. Um, well, not just now, but you know, very recently, like got to this place where I feel very comfortable, or comfortable enough, finally, like following something, mm-hmm. you know, or someone big on the show. Like it still sucks when you have to do it, you know. But like, you know, but I finally got to a place where I'm like comfortable enough to go on and deal with it afterwards, and. And hold hold my own, you know, whatever. But, like, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, you know, maybe that just comes with the time that I'm in right now. But, like, I mean, I used to just anybody killing in front of me. I hated it. I was just like, no, please, please bomb. I wanted people to bomb in front of me. But, and none of that had to do with competition. It was just insecurity. Only insecurity. Hmm. Only insecurity, failure, and misery loves company. See, so I, I thought I can at least if even because there's no way to lose. If somebody bombs in front of you, there's no way to lose. If you fail as also, 
then you're just like the other guy. You're part of the pack. And if you do well, well, then you're special that night. See, okay, I see exactly what you're saying. But see, it's that, terrible. I would see somebody doing well, and I wouldn't be happy they were doing well, but it would be because, all right, now how the fuck am I going to do better than them? Right. That would be my mentality. No, no, doing better than anybody is never a part of my hmm. thing. I just want to be as good as the other people did. Are you competitive, Roland? Yeah. You are, right? Yeah, it's just like uh, when I was working and then got laid off, and my boss had my contract for a year. People wanted me, but I couldn't work. But then I started fucking with my mind, like, am I good anymore? Do I suck? Right. I must suck. Right. Nobody wants me anymore. Right. Interesting. And then you start, you start the downward spiral. Uh-huh. We're like, why am I even bothering to uh, apply anymore or doing go, this? Yeah. It I, fucks with you all day long, 24-7. I go through it all the time. Yeah. I, 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 the second I'm off stage, I'm just like, yeah, I fucking suck. Well, that's why I believe in that cyberbullying is such a bad thing because all of us have to deal with our own little people on the internet convincing us that we're terrible. So oh, imagine, yeah. imagine having to do that when you're a kid. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It would be very, very... Very tough. I mean, it's, you know, like the other night I did a show and um, and uh, there was a woman there from Comedy Central who I'd never met. And uh, she uh, came up to me and Ari, she, she, I guess she was there to see Ari Shafir. And she came up and we were... Uh, okay, so when you see a woman, you know a woman from Comedy Central is in the audience. Do you think to yourself, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I have the best set of the night? No. I didn't even know she was there. But if you had? Nope. No, I mean, I would try to do my best. But you wouldn't do better than everybody else. No, maybe this is my problem. Maybe the whole time I should have been trying to kill the hardest. Yeah. I never, because I, just I would never sit there. If I, know, if I knew somebody from any sort of television was in the audience, I, you know, I couldn't guarantee that I would do it. But I would do everything in my power to make sure that I had the best set of the night. The, 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 and it's probably healthier, by the way, to compare yourself to yourself like you do. Just do your best. The road of second guessing that I would go down, yeah. and even trying to do, if I, let's say I said, okay, I want to go on, I want to kill the hardest. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go, okay, what material kills the hardest? And then I'd go, see, you're changing your material. Just be you. It's better to bomb as you than kill as somebody else. No, 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 that's dumb. No, why am I doing this? It's all I me. have it's... clean material. It's all me. It's all my stuff. Well, I'll go up and do this stuff because it's clean and it works. And it's a, oh, yeah, you're going to do clean and works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boring. So you can go up there and look like a hack. Right. Go, yeah, dude, it, 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 is a, it is a fucking chorus of self-doubt. A core, like, and it's like, I'd rather just not even go down that road. I try not to. But she came up to us after the show, and we ended up hanging out for a while. But then she said, uh, she said, hey, it's good to meet you. I'm so-and-so from, I said, oh, yeah, 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 okay, good to meet you, too. And and I, we were a minute into the conversation. She goes, oh, great set, by the way. And I go, you said that just in time. And she's like, what do you mean? And I go, since we've started talking, I've been waiting for you to say that to me. <laughs> and I go, that's how a comedian's head works. I'm yeah. just like, why didn't she say good set? What, what did I bomb? I thought I had an okay show. And I was like, thank you for saying that within the first minute. Do you think it's better in terms of not only being a comedian, but being a person, like just developing? Do you think it's better the way you do it, just trying to do your best and not paying attention to everybody else? Or the way my mind works, which is... See what everybody else is doing and make sure you're better than them. I mean, it's look. It both both have, you know, pro. There are pros and cons to both. It's like, 
I think your mindset is good because it'll cause you to tunnel vision a bit more Mm -hmm. and say, I don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks or whatever. I'm going out there to be the best and that's all that I'm doing. And until I am, it's, I'm not going to say, and the con of that can be becoming, I think, you know, a sort of, you know, like I said, like sometimes those guys become really like trite and hacky. And very successful too. Yeah, a lot of the time, but uh, I don't. I, 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 I do like, think that's because you know, because they figure out what works to be the most quote unquote successful, two, and they just do it. There's two kinds of comedians. There's yeah. comics that are more concerned with the guys in the back of the room, which are the other comics, and there's comics that are more concerned with the people in the front of the room, which mm-hmm. is the audience. I've always been more concerned with the guys in the back of the room. Yeah, I want comedians to respect me, and a lot of comedians want that. But a lot of comedians will also stop, will not do that at the expense of the guys in the front liking them. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%. So, uh, and other guys at all costs will keep going to, to, to reach the back of the room. And I'm not saying you're up there going, I just want them to like me. But you're up there doing a thing where you're going, I just want to be my own voice and I want to be original and I want to just be, I don't want to do what the other guy is doing. You know, and, and, yeah. and, you, and you get off on that thing and then that's the road you go down there's it's not better or worse it just is what it is i mean in broad terms it seems like the person and and, you know it doesn't work for everybody but in in broad terms the person going for the front of the audience is there to make money and and to achieve a certain level of fame and some of them not all of them and the person going for the back of the room is probably more concerned with the integrity feeling like they have a certain integrity some of them not all of them right there are guys that go for the back of the room in the wrong way. And like, I've, I just I've want probably these guys been to guilty think I'm cool. of that. I've probably I've definitely been guilty of that over the years. Like, you don't do anything perfectly and flawlessly. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, yeah. When you're up there thinking, I want them to think I'm cool or whatever, that's not the right place to be in. Right. Um, and just like when you're doing it for the audience and you're pandering, that's not the right place to be in. So you figure out who you are and stay true to yourself while concentrating in the front row. Yeah, well, well, staying true to yourself means you're either going to naturally gravitate towards one or the other. Right. And and ultimately be effective for both. I find the guys that are true to themselves end up being effective for both parts of the room. Yeah. So, you know, you take a guy like Brian Regan, great example, couldn't kill harder with the audience, could not kill harder, um, has very, very clean, very accessible material, yet is wholly respected by every comedian out there. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that, you know, you sort of swing the pendulum over to the other side of the tracks or whatever, and um, the 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 opposite of him, on the, not opposite meaning doesn't do those things, but the other guy is Doug Stanhope. Mm-hmm. Stanhope's a, a guy where it's completely edgy, it's completely, it's very dark, and it's not wholly accessible by everybody, yet still embraced by the audience. Right. It kills and still because, loved by the comedians. Because if you're good enough and you're true to yourself, you'll get both sides. Yeah, eventually, you know. Eventually, I think it, it, it takes time. But, like, you know, and that's, that's, that's always what I would would hoped for was, like, you not always. In the beginning, like I said, I just I want a comedian. I, I'm not saying I wanted comedians to respect me. Like, that's all I thought about. But if you had asked me what's more important, I would have said comedians respect me. But that's me. also probably where your focus is. It's like, do you go home and think about your career, or do you go home and think about what happened at the table at the Comedy Cellar with your peers? I think about both. What do you think? Starting out, what did you do? 
starting out, I mean, it was it was a shit show, man. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. I mean, that's people. Again, now this is probably amplified because of how sensitive of a guy I am and the type of sensitive I am. Because I think a lot of comedians starting out would probably go out do the show, and then if it didn't go well, just go. Ah, we'll get them next time, kid. Mm-hmm. That's I think the athlete mentality. We'll get them next time. Go wash your cleats off. We got another and, uh, show tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll see you tomorrow. I wouldn't do that. I would drive home and out loud just chastise myself in the car. I'd be alone cursing myself out out, out loud because I was so mortified and embarrassed and disgusted with myself. So what happens if you chast- you start by chastising yourself uh-huh. and then you get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm going on tomorrow. Let's make this better. And you get there. I would just get to a po- it was it was more like a heroin addiction for me because I would Have you ever been on heroin? No. So how would you know? Uh I'm assuming this is a lot like heroin. I I I after the fact go what the fuck am I doing with my life? Uh-huh. And then the next day I'd be looking for more heroin. So it would you know, it. it's you're trying to find the show again. So you'd never get to show. that good place. You'd just be like maybe if I go on stage tonight and it works I'll feel better. No, it wouldn't be that. I'd forget. It was a very drug addict mentality. Oh, you forget all the pain. There was stuff. never, yeah. There was never the part where we go. Remember how you felt last night? No, it was like, no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very excited to to do it again. You know, um, but that again is 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 a product <laughs> of a sensitive mind because, or personality rather, um, because that's that's how a sense a sensitive person just wants love. You know, mm-hmm. and they 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 want love and they want emotional. Uh, um, um, reaf- reassurance and you know and all and that. A competitive stuff. person just wants to win all yeah, the time. Yeah. So a sensitive person says, you know, that's why a lot of sensitive people end up in abusive relationships because yeah. they'll they'll say, I just I just want to be loved. Just, oh, he was nice to me today. It'll be okay today. And they forget, you know, they forget. Like, oh my God, I was at the lowest point of my life yesterday when he was screaming at me, and or maybe worse. And then you feel utter euphoria when the when the that that same abuser is being loving towards you. Right. I've had a lot of emotionally abusive relationships. You have absolutely. Huh. And why? Is, and is it just because I've now, dated girls that have? I mean, they've they've it, it, like lunatic, like legitimately crazy women that are on medicine and see, stuff. See, I dated one girl like that once, and it was the first girl I ever dated. After that, it was never again. I've done it over. And over and over. I'm ju- again just now. This has been a very uh, uh, progressive year for me in my life, like career-wise and personally. And uh, I've, I'm just now getting to a point in my life where I'm dating healthy women. Good. And isn't it amazing when you get into a healthy relationship and you realize the level of okayness that can exist? Like we don't have to fight that hard that often and we can just be okay right now and, mm-hmm. and you know we don't have to have these overriding issues we're allowed to be happy this often yeah it's crazy yeah i know it's you, you when don't that really... reality hits you and it's sort of weird like too because you'll date a normal girl and you'll be like she's kind of boring and it's like no she's not boring she's not fucking crazy there's a difference exactly you know she's not stirring the goddamn pot every 10 minutes 
And man, but oh my god, I can't even begin with the levels of manipulation I've subjected myself to. Yeah, because you have to. You should be focused elsewhere. You should not be worried about how dramatic your love life is. You got to. You're 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 in entertainment for God's sake. You're trying to make a living in entertainment. I remember my dear friend Greg Charles. Uh, who's, GC. Yeah, GC. Uh, good friend of Roland's as well. Uh, public. He's a publicist at uh, Caroline's Comedy Club. I remember I was uh, working, this is years and years ago, I was working at the club one weekend, and I was in the green room between shows, and he came in, he goes, Jojo, how's it going, man? And I, I, I mean, it, it looked, I looked like I needed to be scraped off the floor. Oh. Having, oh, you know, and he goes, what's the matter, man? And I go, he goes, everything's going great, you're doing comedy, you're getting paid, and I was just like, I just, uh, I can't meet a girl. And, uh, he goes, Joe, just focus on the career, Yeah, just do that, and the other stuff, the girls, it'll all come, it'll fall in line by itself. It'll take care of itself. And it did. Yeah, I mean, it I, did. I, I was he believe... drunk at the time? <laughs> was he drunk? <laughs> yeah. No, but I was. Okay. I was shit-faced. I, I couldn't believe more strongly that if you, if you have a career that's as up in the air as this is, whether it's comedy or radio or whatever, entertainment, right. you need tranquility in your personal life. Mm -hmm. You have to. Well, we're uh, out of time. Oh, we are? But I don't want to close your show for you. <laughs> Because I don't want to, I want to hurt your feelings. Let me explain. Frankly. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you. I'm sorry we didn't get to any callers here. It's all right. We got to let you die. That's what counts. You had to call the show because we're in the studio and that's what you had to do. So, yeah. Sam, Roland, thanks for being here. Do you guys have anything that you want to plug? Uh, I have a podcast. Plug it. Call the Sam Robert Show online. It's at notsam.com. Okay, great. And uh, every Wednesday, Suits and the USA Network. <laughs> All right. Uh, and check out JoeDeRosaComedy.com to download this podcast. Uh, you can also get it on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Please leave a review if you don't mind. We'd appreciate it. And uh, upcoming tour dates, I'll be at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis uh, in August. And a new album of B-side material coming out September 2nd called Mistakes Were Made. You can pre-order it now. And uh, this is called Down with Joe DeRosa, in case you didn't know. <laughs>